This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 419 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Phil Kasich, his company, Boom Local. Phil, how you doing? Real well. How you doing, Charlie? I, I'm doing great. And it's like, boom, like, you know, that... That, that one word, those four letters say so much, and, and I'm really looking forward to not only the boom part of the equation, but what you do locally. And that's what this show is all about, local things and certainly local businesses. So let's start with Phil, Boom Local. Boom Local. That's easy for you to say, Charlie. Tell us about you. Boom Local. There you go. If it was Boom Local, it would be a little bit crazy, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is almost Friday, so yeah. But here at uh, Boom Local, I help local businesses uh, attract ready-to-buy customers and clients on demand without ever having to advertise on radio, TV, and on billboards, without ever having to go knocking on doors, passing out business cards, or even having to ask friends and family for referrals. And we do this by implementing what I like to call the fence and cookie method. Wow, that I know our listeners are gone. Love cookies and right. okay, fences. Uh, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I wanted to leave it off on on a cliffhanger there because I was <laughs> I was hoping you'd ask me. <laughs> but um, really, in today's advertising, we really need to focus on how we can get in front of um, your best customer, your best client, um, and sometimes that involves. Uh, going in front of your competitors' businesses. Now, how great would it be? Let's just say you are a local bakery and you knew that your customers loved bakery. And if you had the opportunity to stand out in front of the best bakery in town, your main competitor, and stop people before they walked in that bakery and, and, and just ask those patrons, Hey, would you like to try out a better cake? Would you like to try a better cookie? Come on over here and uh, experience the difference. Well, with the fencing cookie method, you're able to do that. And where I came up with this um, title for this method was really easy. We're able to pull up a location or an area or a subdivision and simply digitally draw a circle or outline that building by creating a fence around it. All right, does that make sense? Oh yeah, I, I love it, I love it. And then knowing that people are going to go in there with their cell phones, right? Because the majority of us um, don't even uh, put our cell phones away when we go into the restroom. So our cell phones are with us at all times. And by tapping into the IP of their cell phone, and we do this by using third-party softwares, we're able to serve those people that are at those locations and we identify them by them having their cell phones on them. We're able to serve them an ad. So just like I mentioned before, being that bakery and, and wanting to get in front of those other uh, customers that are going to your competitor, you can easily do that by serving ads to every single one of those people that go to that address. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so important. I mean, for all businesses, shapes and sizes, but it, but in particular the smaller businesses that they don't have a huge marketing budget. They they can't afford to do the gunshot approach. I call it like, hey, every uh, every person who can fog a mirror in Southwest Florida is my customer. So let's advertise to all. Right? That that 
It do, that never works. It's not a right. good recipe for success. So you really allow uh, these businesses to laser target, right? Right. You know, to use more of the sniper approach than the gunshot. Absolutely. And if there's actually uh, about 1500 different filters we can add. So let's just say that you wanted to really laser target in on a certain demographic, let's say uh, of a certain age, if you would, you can do that. Not just the people that like the cakes and the cookies, but we want the, um, the 21 to 51 crowd, or we want people that drive Mercedes, right? Or live in Naples or down in Marco. I mean, you can really target, um, as fine-tuned as you can, again, there's 1,500 different filters we can apply to really get you the best um, customer or client for your yeah. business. So the good news is, oh my goodness, there's so many different ways to effectively market your business and laser target your, your ad spend. Of course, the other side of that is, oh my goodness, there's 1,500 different ways to, <laughs> you know, and, and guess what? Tomorrow there's going to be 1,600 and next week 2,000, right? So, you know, the importance of having someone you know, certainly like Boom Local, who can really help manage a campaign and, and get it going. So you're not, I mean, I, because I'm sure you, you you hear that from your clients, you know, there's so much money that is wasted, you know, trying to figure out what works on the digital side, right? Absolutely. So we like to keep it simple. I mean, instead of yeah. taking this shotgun approach and blasting your message to everybody, um, this fence and cookie method that we've created uh, really allows those t on a shoestring budget to really get in front of um, their best customers and clients um, effectively and without having to break the bank. Love it. Love it. So, Phil, tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get into uh, this marketing world, as they say? Oh, wow. It uh, it all happened back in uh, the mid-2000s. Um, I used to be a, a luxury home builder. And when the market crashed, um, I needed to reinvent myself, so I went back to school and got my degree in marketing, digital marketing to be exact, from the University of San Francisco. Ah. And, in, and instead of, of, I actually had interned in my mid-30s for Discover Card and was writing um, emails. And, um, and that, I worked on a Home Depot campaign as well, a national campaign. And um, it just didn't resonate with me. I didn't really feel that much pride, if you would, trying to make the big boys rich, if you would. Um, my father was a local business owner, and I guess my passion um, is geared towards helping those other local businesses, right? Yeah. And um, applying what I've learned um, in my education, I then started an agency and um, decided, listen, I'm going to focus on the underdog, the one that all the major Main Street agencies um, ignore because simply their budgets aren't large enough. And so I decided that, uh, listen, I have a lot to offer these small businesses. Let's let's uh, provide them an outlet in which they can compete head to toe with um, these larger corporations, these Fortune 500 companies. Yeah, yeah, and and what you're doing is I like to use the term, you know, leveling the playing field. Right? You know, it it really allows a smaller business to compete with these fortune 500 companies and, and compete in the same way. Right. Absolutely. And just from personal experience from working on a lot of these national campaigns early on in my career, um, they still haven't gotten on board. 
mm. with what we're doing digitally and what a lot of other um, b- boutique um, agencies are doing for local businesses. Uh, yeah. They're so stuck in the uh, mass message marketing, um, probably because they have a lot of dollars that they need to spend yes. on a quarterly basis. But regardless, um, we're able to compete uh, head-to-head with these larger companies and uh, level the playing field, like you said, and do it on um, a tenth of a budget, if not less, uh, definitely less, uh, and yield a greater outcome for these local businesses. Yeah, that's awesome. So how about, Phil, myths or misconceptions uh, in the digital marketing space? What do you hear out there that you can talk about? Shoot, um, you know, a lot of people, especially now uh, because of the uh uh, election, there's a lot of people that are against social media. Um, they want to avoid it. Uh, the conversations that I have with people is that uh, they don't want to support or do anything that involves going on Facebook or or Google. They don't want their products listed on Amazon, etc. Um, and, and my response to that is just get over it. This is your business. It doesn't matter where or what channel that you're using to uh, bring in these new customers and clients. Uh, is it effective? Does it work? Do you have a positive ROI? That's important. Um, so when I when I get in front of these uh, businesses, I tend to not mention Facebook because uh, especially being here in the South, being a red state, uh, we have a lot of people that are just turned off by that word social media, right? Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the day, um, I try to not tell them, explain how the sausage is made. Uh, rather, what's the end result? Is this what you're looking for? Let's go for it. Let's put a uh, strategy in place and let's activate it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not use all the tools, right? Rather Absolutely. than handicapping yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're, you're putting um, people into your business. You're putting food onto your table as a result. Everyone's happy. Um, and again, it, it it's something that one of the, uh, again, to dispel the myth of, hey, uh, social media, um, is supporting one party or the other. I have no proof one way or the other if that's possible, but it is a conversation a lot of people have with me. Uh, another myth is that, you know, generally the younger kids are on social media and that's uh, a misnomer as well. The The fastest growing age demographic on social media is actually 65 and up. And the reason being, especially during this pandemic, is that, you know, grandparents aren't um, able to, be face to face with their grandkids. Yeah. Um, and one way that they can get in touch with them and, and view all the photos is by being on social media. Yeah. So right now, um, it's undeniable. The fastest growing demographic on, on social media is a 65 and older crowd. Yeah. Good stuff. So how about outside of the working world? What are you doing for fun? You know what, uh, being that I'm a new transplant down here in Southwest Florida, I am trying to soak up as much sun as possible. Uh, and um, uh, I, I love boating. So every chance I get, uh, I like to get out on the water and um, really enjoy this uh, new environment that my wife and I relocated to. Yeah. Just amazing. It's a whole new way to live, isn't it? Absolutely. Wow. So uh, boating wise, do you, do you fish or do you just like to kind of go from place to place, check out new beaches? What's uh, what's your boating thing? You know what? I'm, I'm more adventurous on, on uh, the waters than I am a fisherman. So uh, I like checking out new places. Yeah. Um, you know, um, 
we bought a cruiser. So, you know, to spend the night at it, going to a Harbor and, and go from one Harbor to the next, um, you know, I'm sure we'll get, it, it will get old after a couple of years of doing this, but you know, being that it's really new and fresh, it's, it's a, it's a great way to spend the weekend and, and have yeah. some great family time as well. All right. So, so then since you're such an expert, you've been doing this for so long, tell our listeners <laughs> I'm messing with you, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're at one destination, one weekend destination that you would recommend for our listeners that you've done. Oh, shoot. Um, definitely go up to Cabbage Key, right? And uh, I, I learned a lot about Cabbage Key. Uh, they say that Jimmy Buffett possibly uh, uh, got his inspiration to write his cheeseburger in paradise song there. And so <laughs> it, we actually discovered it by mistake. I was actually trying to get to Yuseppa. Right. And uh, we saw this um, place and we saw all their boats going in that direction. And ironically, at the time that we were going in that direction, my GPS decided to do an update. Oh, geez. That right? doesn't sound real safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, I've been putting the update off uh, for probably a month and I guess it just forced it. Right. It was like a <laughs> Microsoft must have built it. Right. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. And, and uh, so we just followed a couple other boats in there and uh discovered this really unique, uh, Island. Um, they have tortoises there and, um, wow. yes, we did have a cheeseburger when we were there. There you go. There you go. I got to tell you a quick story. Speaking of Jimmy Buffett, I was, uh, believe it or not in Tahiti and we're talking 30, 40, way too many years ago. And we're at this uh, restaurant called Bloody Mary's and some guy, walks up to the now bloody mary's was on the beach and their their uh, menu there, there wasn't one it was whatever they caught that day and uh the tables were made out of uh, palm trees that were cut you know into blocks and those were the seats that you you know sat on tree tree trunks and um the tables were made out of whatever natural elements there but long story short all of a sudden this guy starts singing it's Jimmy Buffett. Just he was eating there, and he decided to sing for everyone you know, on the beach there. Just you just never know. So uh, I've always been a fan since then. Absolutely, what a cool story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's go from Jimmy Buffett to life challenge or hardship. I don't know if Jimmy Buffett's ever had one, but anyway. Um, what comes to mind, Phil? You know, looking back in life, uh, you made it through a tough patch and, and uh, you can now say, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Hey, you know what? Um, I'm always a work in progress, right? And so um, every day there's challenges. And so constantly, day after day, I'm learning something new and learning how to uh, really be a better version of myself. But I can say the the, the, the last adversity that I had to overcome was probably deciding whether or not to um, sell everything and move down to Florida. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a huge decision. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, I'm married. I have a six year old son and um, you know, I, I can tell you this, that the pandemic was uh, and being shut down and or locked down uh, in uh, Chicago where I was from. Uh, really helped motivate us to drop everything, sell everything, and come down to Florida. Wow. wow. And so, you know, if, if there's ever any um, 
advice that or or lesson that could be learned from that is that if you have a good idea, run with it. You don't know if you're going to fail if you don't try, right? And so um, we actually gambled on this, and um, you know, so far we're winning on the decision. I think uh, the longer it goes, the more you're going to see you're winning and winning. Uh, it just you know, and, and for us, it was an added bonus because coming from Pennsylvania and family and friends still being back there, we got down here in 20, really full-time 2017. And, uh, you know, to hear the, the challenges that our friends are having back in Pennsylvania, forget about winter, you know, just being locked down and not able to live their lives. And we're so blessed in Florida. My goodness, you know, it's absolutely. It's, it's like we're, we're, we're the new world. Everywhere else is third world, right? And yeah. so when, when we've, we've had visitors come down, it's um, it, it, it's as if this pandemic's been going on for a decade. You know, they come here and they they um, they see others without masks on. And, <laughs> and, you know, I'm not quick to judge, but wear one if you want. Don't wear one if you don't want, right? Yeah. And so, um, and before they leave, they just, they, they're in one way or another explained to us how this was just surreal. Yeah. Right. So, you know, being locked down has really, um, I think affected a lot of people mentally, mm -hmm. physically and coming down to Florida and just living life normally, um, has really, um, made people feel, um, that life is normal, that life's going to continue that, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, great things are on the horizon. So, but we live here. So, you know, we're blessed. And so yep. uh, again, everyone has those choices to pick up some, sometimes it's a lot easier. Sometimes it's harder for people to, yeah. uh, make that move, but, um, Hey, yeah. you did it. I did it. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, thousands of others have done it. And, um, you know, the only thing that I regret is not doing it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> How about one thing, Phil, you wish our listeners knew about your company? What would that be? You know what? I have a great passion for helping local businesses. Um, I get approached all the time to to work with franchises, which I still do. I won't deny them uh, any services, but it it really humbles me to really work with someone, hold their hand, and get them from barely surviving to totally thriving. Right, and to I do it for the praise. I got to admit, you know, this is, this is, I do it for the praise and knowing that I'm able to really help those business owners that have families, right? Um, now they're able to um, have a little bit more for that wedding that's coming up that they need to pay for. Uh, they now can add into that college fund for little Billy, right? They're now able, you know, considering uh, purchasing that vacation home that they've been putting off for the last 15 years. And so having a hand in all that uh, really puts a smile on my face. It, it, it's really a great feeling when, mm -hmm. you know, it's just more than helping someone generate additional revenue, but knowing that that revenue is used in these other ways to either strengthen and build the future of a family uh, and to create some ex memories and experiences and so forth. Yeah. Well, I know, Phil, we have listeners who want to get in touch, which the best way for them to reach out to you. You know, I set up this site specifically for your listeners. Uh, they can go to fenceandandycookie.com and they can learn more about the fence and cookie method. And there they'll have a chance to request um, 
a quick 15 minute call to see if we can be of service to their business. And regardless, um, whether I can help them or not, I'll be more than happy to push them in the direction that will get them to achieve their goal, whether with me or with someone else. Uh, at the very least, you know, I'm hoping to meet uh, some local business owners here in Southwest Florida. So uh, to all your listeners, um, reach out, say hello, go to fencingcookie.com. And you can also reach me um, at 312-470-6567. Terrific. Well, Phil, appreciate your time. Welcome to Florida. And I wish you the best going forward. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Charlie. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.